Hey guys, it's Cream, aka Miss Cream of the Crop, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Cream. And my guest for today is author Shaneria Rowland. She is going to be talking to us today about her book, Dear Ethan. Now, you guys know I'm a really big advocate for mental health, good mental health. And I'm really big on us helping each other out. I feel like we are a village, especially when it comes to black women. A lot of times we're stereotyped as not being supportive of one another. We're being stereotyped as just we have attitudes, just all these negative things that are put out there about us. But one of the things that I am here and have always been here for is women empowerment. And you guys already know this. If you follow my platform, if you um, watch any of my videos, my interviews, if you are following uh, my radio station. You guys know I'm always advocating for women empowerment, especially amongst us black women and women of color. So I'm really excited to have Shaneria on. She's going to be talking to us about her book, Dear Ethan, and her struggles uh, that she has faced and overcome. So I'm really excited to introduce her to you guys. And I'm going to go ahead and stop talking right now because you guys know I'll talk you to death. So I'm going to stop talking right now. I will allow Shanaria uh, to introduce herself and um, give her the floor. So Shanaria, how are you this afternoon? How are you? Um, my name is Shanaria Rowland. I'm 25 mm -hmm. years old, and I'm from Alabama. Um, the name of my book is Dear Ethan, and I wrote the book to my son when I lost custody of him at the age of 17. And uh, the way I was feeling, I decided to just write notes about how I was feeling at the time. I was in a very, very dark place, and I coped by writing my feelings down. And I just turned it, turned it into a book because I know there's a lot of more people out there that's suffering from depression. They're afraid to speak out about how they feel because they're ashamed of getting judged by other people when all you have to do is stand in your feelings. And um, I really think... That's the main reason why I really wrote the book, and so my son wouldn't feel how I felt growing up without my mom, because I grew up without my mom in the household as well, and I didn't want him feeling that hole or that pain that I felt. So I felt like it was a great idea to do that. So, um, so you talk a lot about you just you just talked us a little bit about your book and why you wrote your book, dear Ethan. And Ethan, I'm assuming is your son, and. You talked about how you lost custody of your son at a young age, and you decided to write down your feelings because you didn't want him to feel the way you felt um, when you didn't have your mom in the household. So did you, um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about why your mom wasn't in the household, or is that? I'm sure, and I'm trying to close that chapter, basically heal from that situation, so I'd rather not speak much on that. Okay, that's fine. I, I Totally understand. So while you're healing, I know that you also mentioned that you're doing this to also help other women heal that may be in situations that you're in or may, it may not be the exact same situation, but going through some of the things that you might have gone through. So as I said, you mentioned that you're healing through the pain of not having your mom in the home, and it's something that you'd rather not speak on because you're healing through it. So what are some things that you are currently doing besides, you know, not talking about it? What are some things that you're doing to help yourself heal through this that can encourage someone else that might be going through that as well? I'm actually just closing the chapter because I haven't got the closure that I want, and I feel like it's best for me because I will never maybe not get that, you know, until it's her time to really just speak on those things, you know, 
And um, I'm also just accepting it, you know, because, you know, I wasn't there to really, I'll just say, know the facts. So I just accept it and trying to really move on from it, you know, and not just paint this picture that I want her to be because she wasn't there for me the way I needed her to be there for me. So I'm just really trying to accept that, make myself accept that to move on from mm -hmm. it. It really made me into a different person. I was very angry at the world, bitter, all of that. So I'm just trying to heal and be a better person, a positive person now, and just throw that behind me, but heal from it also. And that has to be a huge task for you, trying to heal, overcome, and be positive all at the same time. So right. have you, that, that's, I mean, just even in itself, that's a lot to take on. And you're still really young, and you still have a full life of, ahead of you, and you took on that task of healing, overcoming, and being positive that, Trying to be positive while doing all of that is difficult in itself. So what are some things that you like to do to keep you in a positive? I mean, realistically, we know that not everyone is going to have a great day every single day, but it's something that we all work at. And I like to tell people that being happy is something that you work on. You don't always wake up happy. You have to choose to be happy. So what are some things that you do to help yourself choose to be happy? Um, I really pray a lot now, and um, I try to replace the negative thoughts that I have with positive thoughts. I force myself to think positive. Like if I have a negative thought, I replace that with something positive or something that makes me happy. And I definitely write. I write a lot. Like when I'm upset or I feel myself becoming upset and going back to the old me, I write, write it down fast, and I'll get over it after I write it down. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people – have misjudged you because they don't know your story. They didn't understand what you were going through. And as I said in my opening, a lot of times black women are misjudged. We're, we're seen as angry and we never smile. And, you know, people walk up to you and say, smile, you're too pretty to not smile. But they don't understand that that's the worst thing to say to us because you never know what someone might be working on mentally. You never know what someone might be trying to overcome for that day. And in that moment that someone's coming to you and saying, you need to smile, you're too crazy to look like that, you may be overcoming a negative thought. So you being transparent and letting people know, hey, I used to be an angry person. I, I wasn't this person that I am today. It's, it's, uh, it's a great thing that you're willing to be transparent because, as I stated, a lot of black women are missing judged because people don't know what we've gone through, what we've overcome, and the angry face that you're seeing is just someone who's trying to overcome hurt and pain and disappointment, and they're trying to become this new person. So while you are on your journey of becoming the person that you feel like you want to be, um, what are some ways that you help yourself remain spiritually grounded? I know you said that you pray, you like to write in your journal. What other ways do you like to remain spiritually grounded? Um, I know if I just really try to force myself to replace negative things. Mm -hmm. like if I have a negative thought or I get discouraged, I just try my best to replace that and just know this is not my final destination. I'm going to make it. I'm, I just put those thoughts in my head. 
And it just makes me feel good that I feel this way about myself now because I wasn't always like this. I was really angry. I didn't know how to talk to people, you know. And for me to be in this position now, I know I have something greater in store. That's why I force myself to be think positive or be positive towards me and other people as well. Like, I always then used to be like this. Like, anybody that tries to do anything, I clap back instantly. But now I just breathe and I just know that, some people need to heal too. They got a lot of things on their show today that they need to heal from. And I just accept things for what they really are now and just, you know, focus on myself and definitely my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So just taking that woosa, writing in your journal, saying those prayers. Listen, I tell people all the time, you never know how much prayer writing in journals has helped other people stay alive. That's <laughs> really got more spiritual during during the pandemic when we had to stay in I really focused more like it really focused on myself more I began to love myself more and that's how I find myself in this position now during the pandemic that's amazing because a lot of people were struggling during the pandemic but some of the interviews that I've been doing lately I found that a lot of people that had that were struggling with um, mental health having positive mental health they've been finding themselves during the pandemic. And that makes me feel really, really good to know that for some people that may have struggled with this in the past, that just being still and being able to look within, find out who you are, work on who you are, and really just start loving yourself. It is an amazing feat, I would say, because um, having to sit with yourself and just be still without being able to have the distractions of the world, that has to be so hard. Because I'm pretty sure all those negative memories had time to come and show themselves. They and do. They still do, and it's really hard. But if you want something, you got to go get it. So you got to try yes. it. Yes. You just can't throw it back and be like, hey, I'm going to forget about it. No, you have to feel your feelings and admit to it, take accountability for whatever you did wrong, and just move on from it that way, not just throw it in the back of your head and just say, hey, I'm over it. No, you're not have to heal from those things to be the person that you need to be yes yes I love that when you said you have to feel your feelings and I think that um, and I always talk about the black community because I'm black so I can't speak on anyone else's community but I think in our community we um, tend to try to Instead of feeling feelings, we love to say, you're a strong black woman. You're a strong black man. Be strong. And we are taught to push those feelings down because bringing those feelings up and dealing with them doesn't make you a strong person. But it's the total opposite. Dealing with those feelings and allowing yourself to be human and feel those feelings is actually what makes you a strong person because you're able to face whatever it is that's challenging you and say, you know what, I'm going to face this challenge head on and I'm going to figure out how I can overcome this so that I can be the strong person that everyone keeps telling me to be. I'm not going to ignore it. Ignoring issues is not strength. Um, And I just want our community to understand that it's okay to go to therapy, which I think we're getting towards that. We're talking about therapy a lot more than we used to. We're talking about um, having positive mental health more than we're used to. And then we have people like you that are being transparent and saying, 
I was not always a positive person, and I'm working on that. And I know that takes a lot from someone like you that's been through so much to be able to say out in the open, I wasn't always this person, and I'm working on me. Because I'm sure that, that you have a coping mechanism to guard yourself and shield yourself because you don't want to keep going through things. But opening up to the world is opening yourself up again. So you never know who needs to hear that. It's other people that's really going through these similar things. It may not be losing custody of your child or growing up without your mom. It could be any small thing because that's why people turn to drugs or they turn to alcohol or this and that. But you never know what people are going through. And for me to be able to speak out about it, I feel like I can help other people speak out about it as well and feel how they really feel and deal with it in the right way. Absolutely. 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 So, dear Ethan, let's talk about the books. Um, I know that you, you we talked about uh, you going through a deep depression and you started writing and you were writing to your son. So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you lost your son and how you got him back? I honestly feel like I lost custody of my son for no reason. Like I, he, he wasn't neglected. He wasn't abused. I wasn't on drugs. My Some of my family members kind of teamed up, you know, and turned, betrayed me in the trial when I went to court with him. You know, and I just really can't get over that part because I really don't know why. But after the fact, when I lost custody of him, I did go into a really, really dark place. Like, I really was having panic attacks. I was having bad anxiety. Like, I was just in the worst place ever. Like, I had suicidal thoughts. So, that is, whoa. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know. That's I, It's so hard for me to really understand why I really did lose custody of him because I was really young and his father was really young as well. So I really don't understand. I know I didn't have much support as his father did, you know, as far as family, but everything happens for a reason. I'm cool with it now because I got a chance to get myself together the way I should have been. And I wrote these books. I feel like everything happens for a reason. I'm, I've accepted that part of my life as far as losing custody. Mm -hmm. I'm not so proud of you know. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, we all travel down different paths. Right. Everyone has their own version of a story or something that happened in their life that they aren't proud of. Mm -hmm. And as you stated earlier, you know that you are alone, which is why you decided to write this book, which is why you're on this tour and you're talking about your life. You're talking about the things that you've gone through. And I can still see it in your face and hear it in your voice that it's still a pain that's inside of you that you're working on. And, again, I know I keep saying this, but I really do commend you that you are able to be transparent and you're working through all of this pain by talking about it while you're still dealing with it. And that has to be, this has to be the toughest journey for you and you being willing to go through this journey out in the open like that thank you that is amazing that is um the that you're exemplifying strength honestly like you really are being really strong for yourself so um when did you say or what was the turning point for you that made you say I'm going to climb out of this deep, dark place. I'm going to take 
all of my thoughts and feelings and I'm going to put them in a book and I'm going to let the world know all these things that I'm going through and that I'm still going through. Like, what what was the turning point for you? Well, when I got tired of being sad and upset every day when I wake up, I was always angry when I got out of the bed. I was always upset, like I just had a chip on my shoulder. And I'm like, I don't want to be like this. When I realized I was really like that, I'm like, I don't want to be a mean person. I don't want to be judging people. I don't want to be angry at people. I don't want to snap at people and doing all that negative stuff. And that was that was really made me like, oh, I need to change. I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to be positive. I want to be an inspiration to other people, not even just my generation, just people that's really going through things, whatever it may be. That's what really made me want to change growing up and just waking up angry all the time. It takes Yeah. Time. You're right. You're absolutely right. You people have to understand that positive having positive mental health also helps you have good physical health. Right, that's true. Being stressed out and angry all the time takes its toll on your overall health in general. So it doesn't just affect you mentally. It doesn't just affect everyone else around you, but it also affects you physically. It affects your body as well. So was this a way for you to – was this – how can I word this properly? When you decided that you – when you woke up and said, hey, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to feel this way. I'm tired of waking up with these feelings, and you decided to put – all of this anger, all of these feelings into this book, was this your way of holding yourself accountable and making sure that you wake up every day and try your best to be positive? You're like, if I tell everybody what I'm going through, if I tell everyone that I'm an angry person, it made me feel so much better. I'm like, wow. When I tell, told everybody everything, it's like, it was a relief. And I feel like that's my assignment. I have to do this for a reason. It makes me feel good, but I know when people tell me that they're proud of me, that I inspire them, I don't feel as happy as they do about it because I feel like I still have more to do, you know, but it makes me really happy to hear that, though. That's good. I'm pretty sure you felt like a huge weight lifted off your shoulders that you didn't have to keep carrying this burden around with you because... I'm pretty sure one of the main reasons that you were so angry is because you were just like, all this stuff is happening to me and no one knows. And I have to carry this around myself and pretend like I'm happy when I know that I'm not. But no one knows, so I just have to keep carrying it. So I'm pretty sure that made you feel so much better not having to carry this burden of what happened to you in your life. And also, I'm pretty sure it brought other people into your life to give you their story to say, listen, you're not by yourself. really did, especially the losing custody of my son. A lot of women reached out, and I'm like, wow, I wasn't really the only person that has been through that. And it was really shocking to know <laughs> that a lot of people are really going through it. Yeah. So for you, writing this book to your son, Ethan, does he know about the book? Yes, ma'am. He knows about it, you know. And I kind of caught him reading it one day, but he doesn't really know, no, I feel like. But he's really smart, so I feel like he kind of knows, but he really don't understand. Mm -hmm. 
So do you feel like one day you and Ethan are going to sit down and have a conversation, like you're going to really talk to him about the book and just have a conversation about how you were feeling then, how you overcome everything, and then that place that you will be at when you guys have that conversation, like, hey, this is how I got to here. Do you think that that's something that you would want to do? Or do you just want to say, hey, I put it in the book, I did my tour, and now I'm healed? Yes, though I want to really sit down and talk to them because I really want to break that generational curse as far as how my family kind of was. I don't want to, you know, have my kids growing up depressed or this and that, hiding their feelings and, you know, being afraid to talk about certain things. I want to talk to my kids about certain things, you know, so I would definitely want to sit down and talk to them about that. That's exactly, I think that would be a really good, a really good thing for you and a really good thing for him. And I'm pretty sure once that time happens, you're going to be an even more amazing woman. You're going to be in a totally, totally different place than you are now. Like, you're in a good place now, but you're going to be in an amazing place by the time that happens. So I know you said that you're 25 now. You wrote this book when you were 23 years old. So I know a lot of people make young people feel like, oh, you're 18, you're grown. But to me, I feel like your 20s is your time to really grow up and find yourself. So to me... 23, 25, that's still young. So now you're a 25-year-old young woman. You're a young mom. You're also an author. How does it feel to have that title along with being a mom and a healed woman? You're an author, too. So how does that feel? It feels really good to be able to inspire other people. It really feels good. Really good. I'm pretty sure. I also have our own also, um It's called Loud Thinking. It's for people that suffer from depression. This, it's it's just like a journal for people to write down their loud thoughts that nobody understands, or they can just write their goals down in it. But I definitely have that out as well. And um, my book is global now, so it's in Barnes and Noble, it's in Amazon, and a lot of other places in UK. So it's kind of doing decent right now. No, no, you have to be positive about it. It's doing great. It's doing amazing because that. Big, being global, you have, you're an author, you have, um, you're a co-author on a journal. That's great. That's, that's amazing. It's not, it's not a little thing. That's a big thing. The fact that you Yes, I did everything on my own. I drew, wrote the cover. I did um, the cover on my own. I took a picture from my iPhone and do the, did the cover. It was self-published, so I did everything on my own. I uploaded every chapter every back cover on my own, everything was on my own. So I feel like that is definitely a big accomplishment for me. Cause yes, 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 absolutely. Like I don't even, I, I just met you, but just hearing your story, it makes me proud of you as a young black woman who decided to change her own narrative in spite of everything that you Live through in spite of everything that you are overcoming still you went and said I want to change my life I want to change my life no one else is going to pull me out of this so I have to do it myself just that in itself is something to be proud of um, and that in itself is something to be celebrated and then from going from doing that you wrote a book that's an even bigger thing to celebrate. And then you made a journal. It's just like you're 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 on your way to being a millionaire, girl. Like 
You're doing your thing. <laughs> yes. So um, I want to also talk about the fact that in your on your website, in your excerpt, when you're talking about yourself and you're explaining the book and why you wrote the book, another amazing thing that stood out to me was the fact that you said you forgave yourself. Exactly. And that is big because I think a lot of times when we go through things, I don't think a lot of people realize that we blame ourselves for things that happen to us, especially when we're kids. A lot of times you feel like things that happen to you when you're a kid, you're trying to figure out, well, what did I do? Um, I had to have done something. You're, you're always blaming yourself and you carry that into adulthood. So the fact that you said, I forgave myself, that's huge. That is huge. So doing the work and forgiving yourself, um, what are some things that you did to say, I forgive me? Like, how did, what, how, what did you do to get there? Well, I know some of the things that I think that I've done wrong, I took accountability for those things. And I didn't blame other people for my pain either. At first I did, but I'm like, it's up to me to make myself happy. I mean, people did do those things to me. You know, I did go through these situations, but I was down because I let myself get down. And once I picked myself back up, I'm like, man, like, it's really up to yourself. you you got to make yourself happy. You have to decide, like, hey, I want to be happy. Yes, people did things to you, but you have to get over that and just say, I want to be happy. It's up to you to change your thoughts, to change your focus, and all of those things. And I feel like that's something that I did was change my whole thought process and just said, it's really up to me to make myself happy. I'm waking up angry and bitter and all this stuff. It's only because of me, and I'm allowing it. So I changed it. So, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's so amazing. I, this this is so amazing. I love this transformation story. So um, do you go to therapy? Do you do yoga? Are there other, like, things that you do outside of um, writing and, you know, um, praying and doing your own mental, um, your mental exercises? Are, are there any other things that you do to help you outside of yourself? Well, I did go to therapy right after I lost custody of my son, but at the time I wasn't ready to face those things, so it didn't really help. But um, I have thought about going back just because even if I am in this position, I feel like it will help a lot more. Um, I do try to meditate sometimes, but that's about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, therapy is, is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing because – you have someone else that you can talk to and talk through certain things besides yourself. Um, and yoga is also something else that's really amazing, just finding hobbies and doing different things outside of yourself because now you've found who you are, you know who you are, you know the things that you can work on. And as you said, at first you weren't ready. And I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people don't understand that Sometimes you have to be ready for therapy in order for it to work because if you aren't willing to face the things that you need to change, it doesn't matter who you're talking to and what you guys talk about. If you aren't willing to make those changes within yourself, it's just not going to work. So 
now that you know that you're in that space and you're looking to go back to therapy, I think that's a really amazing thing. Um, also, you wrote your book, so that's another way that you've gotten out all these feelings. You have your journal. You're, you're on tour. So I saw on your page that you were featured um, on the news in Alabama. So you're doing all these things to get yourself out there and to continue to make yourself happy and focus on positive thoughts. So where's the next place that you're going on tour for your book? Um, I really want to go to New York, and I'm okay. That, and hopefully, everything falls through with that. And um, I also have um something really big coming out, but I'm not gonna speak on it now. It just came to my head, but for your Ethan part two, so definitely gonna okay. look at that. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna make sure that I keep up with you and follow your journey and just see how you continue to blossom into this amazing young woman and then blossom into an amazing adult, adult woman. So I really want to continue to follow on your journey. I'm really happy that uh, you wanted to share your story with me and share your story with my platform. I am almost certain that there's someone out there that is going to be inspired and encouraged by your story. And that's something that, I, like I said before, I'm really big on women empowerment. I'm really big on inspiring others, empowering others to be the best version of themselves. And I feel like you are an example of someone that is striving and inspiring to be the best version of yourself. You're working on yourself. You forgave yourself. You're out here. You're being transparent. And you're doing that. You're helping other people do that for themselves as well. So. I wish you nothing but positive love and blessing on your journey. Make sure you come back and sit down with me so we can talk about all the other stuff that you have. Like, when you put out Ethan 2, got to come back and talk to me about that. I, I want you to come back. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show, too. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. And, again, I just want to wish you so much love and positive energy on your journey, and as I stated, I don't have to know you for a really long time to just tell you that I'm proud of you as a fellow black woman that's been through things myself. I'm very, very, very proud of you for your self-discovery, for forgiving yourself, for being transparent, and doing what you needed to do to get yourself where you are right now and ensuring that your future, your children's future, and the rest of the generation that come behind you to ensure that they don't carry the burdens that you and the rest of your family have to carry. That's a big, 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 <laughs> it's a big shoe to fill. But I feel like you're the person to do it because you're doing it. You're doing the work already. And um, I just don't want you to give up. Just keep doing what you're doing to, to encourage yourself. And if you ever need encouragement, just come to my page. Find some stuff because I'm always posting positive stuff. Come on my page, find some stuff, and remain encouraged. And you can always DM me if you feel like, hey, I, today is not a good day. You send me a DM. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some encouraging words. Because not only do you have to hold yourself accountable, we are a community, and we have to hold each other accountable. So if we're saying that we're about women empowerment, if we're saying it takes a village, we have to be a village. So I, I'm extending my village to you as a black woman and saying, I'm here to help you make sure you stay on your goals and stay on your journey because you deserve it. So thank you so much for doing this interview with me. 
and um, let everyone know where they can purchase your book and where they can purchase your journal. Um, you can go to www.dearething.org to purchase from me. And my book is also in barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and it's a lot of other places. You'll have to search Dear Ethan, and all of the websites will pop up. Um, yeah. All right. What about your journal? How can they purchase your journal? Um, my journal is only on um, DearEthan.org. The journal isn't global yet, but it will be. But you can definitely get that on my website. Okay. All right. Well, you guys make sure you support this young author, Shanira Rowland. And, I'm sorry, Shanira Rowland. <laughs> make sure you support her. I'll put all her information in the description. I'll put everything across the bottom of the video as well, just in case the video gets shared and the, and the um, description doesn't. But again, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Thank you for sharing your story with the world. And I already know that you're going to do amazing because you're already doing amazing right now. So enjoy the rest of your day. Well, you too. Thank you. You're welcome.